Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tonight on Revolt Black News. A special evening with the one and only Usher. Heir to the R&B throne. The passion. The pain. I failed at everything else. The purpose. We are here as a happy family. I ain't trying to just be a king. I want a kingdom. In his own words. It was the first time as an artist that I just felt confident enough to tell anybody, this is who I am. Revolt Black News presents the story of... My God. Usher. Welcome to Revolt Black News, everyone. I'm Kennedy Rue. Tonight, we've got a special show for you all about the one and only Usher. Over the years, I've had the chance to sit down with the man many call one of the greatest R&B artists of all time. And as he gears up for the final leg of his record-breaking Las Vegas residency, who better than to tell us all about Usher? than the man himself. This is Revolt Black News presents the story of Usher. He's here, ladies and gentlemen, it's Usher. When the world first met Usher in 1994, he was just 14 years old. What you looking at? He went from a boy to a man. And then a bona fide sex symbol. Eight Grammys, eight American Music Awards. ATL, we did it, baby. 18 Billboard Awards, nine number one hits, and 100 million records sold around the world. One of the best selling musical artists of all time. After nearly 30 years in the game, Usher is one of the few artists to hit legend status. James Brown ordained me the godson soul. Sex machine! He shares how his inspirations inspired him and how he hopes to inspire those coming behind him. From acting to Broadway, he's even become a meme. The perfect meme doesn't exist. Watch this. That's the one. More than two-thirds of your life dedicated to entertainment, to performance, to songwriting. <sighs> All with his private life on full display. These are my confessions. From his relationships to the difficult decision to part ways with the most important woman in his life. It was the first time as an artist that I just felt confident enough to tell anybody this is who I am. I know you had a very non-traditional start to your career. You were famous as a teenager, so I don't know. I don't know that I was famous. <laughs> I felt like I was. Right. You talked about finding your spark in music when you were 11. What was that defining moment for you, Usher, that I you were like? I everything else. Really? Yeah. 
And you were like, this is what I'm good at. This and must I be my calling. I never stopped trying until I figured out this is what I want to do. Wow. I, I tried baseball. Didn't work. Tried basketball. Wasn't tall enough. Tried football. I ain't really like getting hit like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and tried a myriad of other things until yeah. I realized, you know, maybe there's something special there because I feel a spark. I feel happy. I feel like I would do this mm -hmm. even if no one paid me. Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing this. And this is something that um, could lead to something incredible. Well, Usher, nice of you to join us today. Was college on your radar, Usher? Was that something that you were interested in? Was that something you even think about pursuing at some point in your life in general? College wasn't, it wasn't a first thought. You know, Barry Gordy didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. And a lot of other young entrepreneurs in America or even internationally, didn't have access mm -hmm. um, to education, but they managed to make it. Mm -hmm. It started with the fact that I was unwavering. Uh, I mm -hmm. decided that this is what I wanted to do. College or not, young Usher was putting in the work. He didn't know it then, but the stamina he was building as a teen would set him up and set him apart. And regardless of whether I had a nine to five job, which I felt like I did anyway. I had a 24-hour. I didn't even Absolutely. have a 9 I was working, driving my mother from, you know, place to place once I was able to, driving my brother to school, managing to get to the studio, managing to do all the things that I had to do on a daily basis, be social with people, understand yeah. how to market, going to rate. I mean, I had to do so many things that were all about uh, ultimate investment in myself. So I felt mm -hmm. like I was employed, self-employed yeah, <laughs> at a very young age, absolutely. but but not discouraging young men and women to go out and pursue uh, their education if they can. Before industry giants discovered Usher, it was his grandmother who noticed his ability to sing after he joined the church choir at the age of nine. Never make a joyful noise in Usher's family moved from Chattanooga, Tennessee to Atlanta, Georgia to support his big musical dreams. There, Usher joined a local R&B quintet group, New Beginnings. Usher's mother, Johnetta Patton, quit her job as a medical technician to nurture his talent and manage his career full-time. A few years later, Usher made his way to a spot on Star Search, the competition that helped launch the careers of some of the world's biggest talents. Aaliyah, Justin Timberlake, Destiny's Child. There, he grabbed the attention of LaFace record exec and super producer, L.A. Reid. Got down on one knee and he sang Boys to Men's End of the Road. And he really charmed the girls in my office. After a private audition, the man also known for jumpstarting the careers of TLC, Tony Braxton, and Outkast signed Usher on the spot. Usher was just 13. He recorded Call Me a Mac for the 1993 film Poetic Justice soundtrack. But while preparing for his debut album, Usher lost his voice, putting the whole project at risk. L.A. Reid was forced to put Usher's album on hold. There were also questions about Usher's image. Determined to make sure he was ready, L.A. sent him across the country to New York to what he called, quote unquote, flavor camp to learn firsthand from a bad boy. I actually heard that you were sent to live with Diddy when you were 14. Correct. 
Can you talk to me a little bit about that experience and what you learned from him in that process? I think it taught me being in New York City with Diddy and being around the artists of that time. Whether it was Jodeci or I'll Be Sure or even the hit makers of that time, yeah. um, Faith Evans, it was a culture and I felt like they were ushering me in and I watched that man grind. Yeah! Every bit of recognition that he's been getting and a celebration for his career, I think is well-deserved. And he is an inspiration to me. And hopefully from that, I could be an inspiration to the ones that are coming behind me. She likes Usher single My Way is credited for fast-tracking his already buzzing career. But it was another My Way vocalist, Frank Sinatra, who gave Usher the inspiration to follow the path that he always knew was best for him, no matter what anyone thought. I did it Hearing him express how, you know, hey, listen, good, bad, or whatever it might be, I did it my way. Yeah. To me, that's where I was in my life at the age of 16, 17. Like, yo, this is time for me to, like, I'm going to roll the dice on what I believe. I was listening to an interview when I was younger, and Michael Jackson said, I study the people whom I'm inspired by. But I not only study them, but I study who they studied. And it wasn't just music. As a true artist, Usher studied the movie masters too. Being inspired by incredible directors like Stanley Kubrick and being inspired as a kid looking at movies like The Warriors. The Warriors. Can you dig in my mind, I was trying to create something that had never been done. Yeah. And, you know, it would be dance, but also to, it would have a bit of a character to it. The same way Bad had a character, right. or the same way Smooth Criminal had a character. And mine was, hey, I'm gonna tie these two things, Clockwork Orange, Stanley Kubrick, and Warriors together and make a dance battle. I was trying to be different and just trying to go as far as my creativity and imagination would take me. When we come back, talk to me about the challenges of, you know, growing out of like your heartthrob image and really ushering people into a new phase of your life. I grew out of being a hot dog. <laughs> Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Artists like Usher only come along once in a generation. A prodigy who at 14 was able to emulate his heroes. When I was a huge Bobby Brown fan and New Edition fan, huge Michael Jackson fan, huge fan of music. And every time I would go to my grandparents' house, they would be playing like old school music from like Al Green and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Marvin Gaye. I'm like, who is this? What is, what is this? We gonna run it like this. One, two, three, hit it! By age 19, Usher had become a bona fide teenage sensation, gracing magazine covers and dazzling young fans on MTV and BET. Huh. 
Say what? But he then managed to achieve something that few teen idols have been able to do. He successfully transitioned to adult superstar, a milestone reached by just two other male R&B artists in the past 60 years. Stevie Wonder. Jump up and down, do anything that you wanna do. And Michael Jackson. Oh, baby, Talk to me about the challenges of, you know, growing out of like your heartthrob image and really ushering people into a new phase of your life. I grew out of being a heartthrob. <laughs> You're still a heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But you know, sometimes people get stuck. I'm joking, but I'm not. No, look, what I'm saying is check it for real. You grow up, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And as you grow, you you care about things other than what is superficial. As Usher matured, he shifted away from the soulful sounds of his 1997 breakthrough album, My Way, and began to get more personal. He was a man now. His 2008 album, Here I Stand, was inspired by his marriage to his first wife, Tamika Foster. This is my wife, right here. We are here as a happy family. I brought the Brady Bunch with me. The follow-up, Raymond vs. Raymond, was fueled by their divorce after two years of marriage and two sons, Cinco and Naveed. Anonymity is something that goes out the window when you decide that you want to be an entertainer. Mm. You know, and uh, did that opinion. part of it take a toll on the marriage? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure it did. For me to have my life as heavily scrutinized as it is, and people to have their opinions, you know, everybody's gonna have one. In his 2012 album, Looking for Myself, was tinged with obvious reflections of a man forced to grow up in the public eye. But it was an earlier album, his 2004 blockbuster Confessions, that changed his career forever. Fans couldn't get enough of what they thought were Usher's true confessions about the end of his very public two-year relationship with Chili of TLC. I've never been able to truly just open it all up and, okay. you know, Hey, you know what? Every you gotta you gotta get to that point in your career where you can be vulnerable in front of your fans. You gotta keep it real with them. I'm keeping it real with y'all. That's what real music is. The album went on to sell 18 million copies worldwide, making it the best-selling album of the 21st century by a male R&B artist. It catapulted Usher into the musical stratosphere. It also produced a number of high-profile collaborations with Alicia Keys, Ludacris, and Little John. What I love so much about like watching you throughout your career is you've taken opportunities to work with different artists. Because collaboration is how something great happens. You know, the younger artists are, are rocking with classic artists, and we keep it moving. That don't mean that I can't wish you better. Good, good, but we still good.
No matter who you with, I want to see you happy. Case in point, this summer's cross-generational collab with Summer Walker and 21 Savage. In fact, Usher frequently dips into hip-hop, from Diddy to Jay-Z to the City Girls. I can freak you. You have a hit on your hands with good love with the City Girls. What was it like working with them, these young artists? And what does it say about, you know, our generation that these artists are really speaking for us? I, I love uh, JT and I, and I love Miami. Uh, anytime I've ever called Miami, she always shows up for me. She's a, she's a real, real one. Yeah. And uh, when she reached out to me to listen to this song, without question, I was like, it was a hit. All the freaky things that I can do, I can freak you to the morning. You know, I look at hip-hop, man, and I really love it, right? Hip-hop has been a motivator to me. I was raised by majority hip-hop people. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the beginning of my career, working with Organized Noise mm -hmm. and Rico Wade, that was the first crew I ever rocked with. Tell the girls I wanna meet up. On second five, that ain't the way to go. Aside from Chris Brown, Usher is the sole former male teen R&B star, still churning out hits today. Bounce! Add to that, a Vegas residency that's been the hottest ticket in town for two years. It has the New York Times asking if Usher could turn America on again to R&B, placing him in the middle of the debate over whether the genre is on life support. Those songs make you feel something. They do. And I think in some way R&B kind of gets this stigma of being, you know, missing in action or either not as relevant. No, it's not. There's incredible music that's out there that's R&B. Whether he's R&B savior or not, Usher's longevity is undeniable. He's been famous now for almost 30 years with his legacy co-signed by two legends. In 2001, Usher joined the King of Pop on stage for the finale of the Michael Jackson 30th anniversary celebration. And at the 2005 Grammy Awards, he performed with the godfather of soul, James Brown, who proclaimed Usher the godson of soul. The new godson, Usher. James Brown told me, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Yeah. So, I mean, these are mantras that, that are real. The entertainers that I was watching, mm -hmm. they were motivating me as I watched them entertain in a very specific way. Whatever I saw on television, I was trying to emulate it. But it hasn't always been easy. At times, his romantic life has grabbed the headlines. And back in 2007, he parted ways with his mom, Janetta Patton, as his manager. We began to part our ways when I wanted to expand in other areas that I felt like she wasn't necessarily considerate of. You know, why create this tension when I'm attempting to grow as a man? But he never lost his love and admiration for the woman who raised him. Thank God I had a single mother yeah. who was not only willing to help raise an amazing young man with her elders, mm -hmm. grandparents, uh, but she went on to mentor me. His father, who died in 2008, was absent from Usher's childhood, but still had an impact on his career. Not being raised by my father, who I was named after, I only had the name to look at. I didn't have the father to supply me with the idea of what it was to be Usher. So I had to create it. I said, all right, well, I'm gonna make this name mean something. I didn't get the love that I wanted from my father, so I sought to get the love 
from the world. Now a dad himself, Usher has four kids, two with his current girlfriend, Jen Gokuchia, raging in age 2 to 15. To Usher, family is everything. There's nothing like a father's love. There's accolades. Hey, Mom, I made it. Yeah. Where's dad? Yeah. We almost forget about dad. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a well, dad no, and advocate for you dads. you got four little people who, well, two older kids and two little people who are saying, that's dad. But well, do they even know dad is Usher? They do. But they don't care. <laughs> Somebody say that your boyfriend's looking for me. But fatherhood has not diminished his determination. He just released a new music video, Boyfriend, starring Kiki Palmer. Do you remember where you were when you first heard this? He's been so relevant for so long, he's doing throwbacks of himself and still keeping his eye on the prize he's been chasing since middle school. I, I ain't trying to just be a king. Yeah. I want a kingdom. I want us to be able to look around and say, we built something. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Something magnificent came out of this. Mm -hmm. Wasn't just some great songs. You know what I'm saying? Back to the like, bigger picture. Yeah, man. When we come back, Usher talks getting intimate with his audience. I have to ask you about, you know, your serenades on the show. They've been mm. viral. We love you. All the way from Houston. Usher, is the shit. Definitely. So excited. So we're about to go crazy. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Ask you about you know your serenades on the show. They've been mm. viral. I mean, I know multiple <laughs> women who would probably love yeah, to have that happen to them. There are literally full-on social media campaigns about Usher's special brand of timeless sexy. It's such a high-energy show. You really yeah. get to see your showmanship, yeah. the care, the time that you put in. I have to ask, because it is so high-energy, what's the workout regimen? I mean, are you chugging protein shakes? Are you in the gym pumping iron? Like, how do you get in shape for a show like this? Well, I mean... I don't know if there's any uh, specific regimen, but I'll mm -hmm. tell you this, the work goes into putting together a show like this, right. you know, and it's not easy. I do a, a, a great deal of uh, meditating mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, center myself around it. Usher also says he tries to meditate three times a day for 20 minutes at a time to stay connected. Just swinging. 30 years in and the legend keeps growing. Steeped in the R&B tradition of seductive serenades from previous generations. By the way, I ain't doing nothing new. You're right. This is, this is the reality of what, you know, R&B rhythm and blues shows have been. Mm -hmm. 
I'm an R&B artist who loved soulful music. Usher has been intentional about celebrating the culture that's been birthed from R&B. From classic cars that are reminiscent of R&B stars of the past, to the classic suits known for R&B stars, both past and present. Las Vegas avoids me an opportunity to try a lot of things that I've always wanted to. There's things that come out of R&B that you just don't know. Mm -hmm. And um, I want you to know about them. Mm -hmm. I want you to be invested in them because they make you feel a certain way. You feel when you're in these environments. What you drink? How you dress? Usher's residency has brought out many of hip hop and R&B's biggest stars. You know, we get a chance to show how once again the story keeps going. We come together on something that we love. We skate. We dance. We have we have a party. All of it together to make something incredible that the audience can enjoy. Yeah, great art always inspires. There you go. Baby, I can break you down. And just like great art, Usher's inspiring those coming behind him. You grow up, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And as you grow, you you care about things other than what is superficial. Mm-hmm. And when you get past the idea of living the superficial idea of a life, you start thinking about, what do I want to leave behind? Mm-hmm. Then you start realizing that word legacy. Absolutely. It's like, oh, what is my legacy? What is it that I would be remembered for? If people remember me for anything, what would it be? He accepted that challenge wholeheartedly, ushering new talent into the business and expanding his reach in the industry when he joined television's The Voice franchise. When you're in your head, yeah. you're dead. <laughs> quotes. As a coach in season six, his artist won it all. Josh Years later, he returned as a team advisor and then a mega mentor to John Legend's team. The cake is baking. I don't want to add any more ingredients. I think it's good. And if Usher's telling you this, who else in the world do you want to hear this from? I'm honored. For Usher, good music is universal. He said before, everywhere there is music, there I am. And many don't know that it was Usher who some credit for discovering and mentoring pop star Justin Bieber. Put your neck in it. His music has been impactful to many, but his most important reach and influence extends far outside of the entertainment industry. I would not be who I am if I didn't have Quincy Jones or if I didn't have um, Harry Belafonte as a mentor or Mm -hmm. a young entertainers that I'd seen do things that I felt was really positive, even if it was just talking to kids, going, you know, from school to school and talking to them about, you know, engaging in positive things. Not long after Usher started churning out hits as a teenager in the 90s, his mom visited the courtroom of a family friend, Judge Hatchett. What happened next would change Usher forever. My mother sat at the back of the court, saw these cases she told me about, these kids. It's like, there's just no opportunity. I think it would be really good to, you know, create some form of, like, philanthropy. Right. It was a big word for me at the time. So right. I like, what is that? You know, but she's like, you know, there's, there's a real opportunity if you want to do something positive. Because it's, your career is not just about what you've done, mm-hmm. but what you've done for others. Absolutely. And she had me come with her. I got a chance to see what she was talking about. I'm like, man... If that young man had an opportunity, had someone to believe in him, had a mentor, his entire life would have been changed in that moment. If you want to be successful, you got to start early. 
It was the moment Usher and his mom decided to launch the now thriving nonprofit Usher's New Look, a 10-year program that provides black and brown teens with the tools to thrive in school and identify the right career. He was just 21 at the time. So talk to me about what mentorships, scholarships, and college tours, how has that made a difference for them? Um, mentorship, managing to, um, pun intended, usher them through yeah. high school and then on into the private sector. Yeah. Uh, is any person from any level of business mm -hmm. had a mentor. Right had someone to believe in them and they had an education, they had the skill, they had the talent. Absolutely. And um, hopefully they would pay it for it once they finally established themselves, which are kind of all of our pillars. What environment do these kids mostly come from? Underserved communities, mm -hmm. um, single parent homes, mm -hmm. um, homes uh, where they're actually our families, but may not necessarily be an opportunity. A lot of the kids that we've been able to mentor are you know, maybe first time attendees in college. Mm. I found what I wanted to do at a very, very young age. Absolutely, and it goes back to what you were saying about having that unwavering belief in self, and sometimes you just need that spark to really get it started. You said it. <laughs> what did you have on your arm? What's meant for me will never miss me. That's right, so therefore, if you manage to find the things that are meant for you, yeah. you'll be successful, and you'll know it's right. When you know it ain't right, Walk away from it. Be willing to allow the universe to bring you the right things, bring you the right friends. Mm -hmm. Don't just feel like you need to, you know, fit in. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Sure. Thank you for that. Hey, you wrote it. <laughs> With more than three decades in the game, Usher literally may have manifested his own destiny. Hello. Listen. We're doing the Apple Music Halftime Show. Are you serious? Yeah, man. The Super Bowl. In 2024, Usher will step onto one of the world's biggest stages, the Super Bowl halftime show with an average audience of more than 100 million viewers worldwide. He's in very rare air, only the eighth black headliner to grace one of America's biggest stages, but only one of four solo black male R&B artists to perform. And out of the total list, Usher is only one of two black male legends who began their career as a child star. Super Bowl 58 halftime show headliner Usher, what's up, man? It's happening. It's happening. It has happened, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yes! <laughs> Does it make you reflect on, on the life lived thus far? You know, 30 years of a career deserves this kind of moment. I'm really happy that I'm joining that, uh, that shortlist of legacy artists from my genre who uh, deserve this moment. It is definitely going to be a moment to remember. Usher will drop Coming Home, his first solo album in nearly eight years on February 11th, the same day as his Super Bowl performance. And you'd think that after a record-breaking Vegas residency, the Super Bowl halftime show, and a new studio album, he'd be ready to take a rest. But not quite. He may soon be hitting the road for a world concert tour. If you stay committed, to what you're doing, you're eventually gonna realize, oh, you're doing it for someone other than yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just a natural progression, and you accept it. Yeah. You know, Should you choose to accept to be great, mm -hmm. you will be. Like the icons who mentored him, and the godfather that inspired him, Usher has become one of the hardest working men in show business. Usher Raymond is the stuff legends are made of. And you allow yourself to be your best in that way, and stay open. God has a very, very 
uh, unique way and, and unique timing. The universe is always telling us something. It's always offering us something, some direction. But if you allow yourself to be open enough to receive it, then you'll be where you need to be. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Thank you so much for joining me tonight for this very special Revolt Black News Presents, the story of Usher. If you haven't caught my way, the Las Vegas residency yet, there is still time. He'll be heating up Sin City until December. Now, before we go, there's one more story we want you to see. This is Stand Up For, presented by State Farm. I'm Jonathan Rapp, and I'm the founder of Watch The Yard, an online platform for black college culture. With news focused on black college students and alumni from historically black colleges and universities and predominantly white institutions, as well as black fraternities and sororities. The yard is dynamic. It isn't just line jackets and strolling, it's more. It's where our culture runs deep. Watch the Yard has 1.78 million followers across social media, and we reach almost 15 million people a month. My HBCU is my Wakanda because it's a place that supports boldness and community. Our audience are the uh, decision makers in the Black community. They are very, very influential, and brands have really picked up on that. And so we've worked with, you know, like Marvel, Facebook, Google. They've all come to watch the yard to reach the black community. Watch the yard. What's going on? This is your boy Kevin Hart, and I want you to go check out my new movie, The Upside. My passion is connecting people and uh, building community. My dad always says community heals, isolation kills. And that's something that I bring to my work. I'm from South Minneapolis. I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. I actually landed at the University of Minnesota. One of the things that really caught my eye when I got to the University of Minnesota was the black fraternities and sororities. The second I stepped on campus and I saw them in the community, you know, and strolling, I remember the first time I saw someone stroll, it was amazing. And you know, my freshman year, I started seeing probates and I was drawn toward them. The coming of age ceremony, and in the black community, we yearn for those things. So my sophomore year of college, I pledged Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, 
the Psy chapter at the University of Minnesota. And it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Hey, you're watching the CW Twin Cities. When I was a sophomore in college, I actually happened to become a television host for the CW in Minnesota. Don't make too many plans for this week because we've got more new episodes of your favorite shows. It was a really, really big deal. I was able to leverage that after college to land a Fulbright in journalism and go to Germany where I studied digital audience development at UFA Lab which was a creative lab for new media. So they were building these platforms on YouTube, news networks, comedy networks, and a whole bunch of really, really cool stuff. So I came back to the United States knowing how to do that a little bit better. And I moved to Hollywood where I became a red carpet host. While doing that, I realized, hey, there are some things that I want to cover that we're not covering. And so I thought about it and I was like, let me apply this to my own community the community of black fraternities and sororities. I chose Sigma Gamma Rho because I wanted to be a greater woman, period. I joined Sigma Gamma Rho because I wanted to form meaningful connections with powerful women. I saw so much power in digitalizing this community that had existed, right, for a hundred years at that point. I crossed at Howard University in the spring of 1968. And crossed at Chicago State University, 1964 a very, very important group of black people in the United States. I'm active in an alumni chapter because I'm in legacy and service is what we do. And by doing that, we're able to create this really, really great network of people at predominantly white institutions and HBCUs, bring them together, uh, you know, as black college culture and really help each other. Happy Founders Day to the women of Delta Sigma Theta. For over a century, you've been leading us to a more just America. We work with the White House a lot. They see us as a great way to reach the Black community and decision makers in the Black community. Hello, Watch the Yard. I am here at South Carolina State, and it is National Voter Registration Day, so I want to remind everybody to get out and register to vote. We recently did a partnership with the Red Cross to help alumni chapters and undergraduate chapters set up blood drives to help black people with sickle cell disease. We've done a lot of coverage of protests on campus and in the wider community. So whether that be protests for student housing on campus or people protesting what's going on in Flint, Michigan with the water, we've covered the Black Lives Matter protests very closely. During COVID-19, we threw together a conference called YardCon in two weeks. And we were able to create this digital conference where we landed students jobs and opportunities for that summer. The next year, we were able to make it even bigger. We had black students from 625 different colleges and universities attend this. So over 5,000 students um, were able to come together digitally online and participate in these events uh, for our YardCon conference. We set up, you know, a call out for students who wanted to interview Chris Paul about his new book. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm all right, John. How about you? I'm, I'm doing great. We only needed four students, but we had 5,000 students sign up for this thing. We picked 
four students who were from HBCUs. We got them all together and we got them to interview Chris Paul each for 10 minutes, which is an amazing thing to be able to put on your resume. How you feel like college students can develop resilience and persevere through challenges and setbacks? Yeah, man. Uh, shoot, I had mine. <laughs> I had mine. I had mine in high school and then even in college. But regardless, whatever it is, man, just always understand that you can you can bounce back. What's up, Watch the Yard? I'm we were able to connect these students with jobs at places like Spotify and a ton of advertising agencies around the world. I'm active in my alumni chapter because I recognize the significance of giving back to the community. Now we're able to do it again because schools have opened up and we're actually hosting this for the first time on the ground in real life at Clark Atlanta University on November 17th and 18th this year. And we're gonna create this huge conference where we help students land jobs. Why did you decide to go to Howard? This is something that with I'm these black fraternities and sororities and HBCUs, they've been working on the racial wealth gap since, you know, slavery ended. And so we're highlighting that it's just a continuation of, of that work and that mission. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're going to close it out now, but remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, X, Revolt on YouTube, our Revolt Black News podcast, and download the Revolt app. I'm Kennedy Rue, and I'll see you soon. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.